everybody. Welcome to Living La Vita Loca, a retro gaming podcast for some of your retro gaming needs. I've got two smirkers out looking at me this week. Is he sticking with it? (laughs) Yeah, I will stick with it. I will stick with it. Uh, My name is Faz. And I'm Rich, and I nearly missed my cue. Yeah, well, you got there. It's fine. I was distracted by the beer. These two-week cycles between podcasts make it... I I feel really out of sync. Get rusty, don't you? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And we have a rusty coloured beer being poured for us by our beer sommelier for the evening. Aaron Heffron. That's me. Thank you for joining us, Aaron. Welcome, world. <laughs> yeah. Four seconds in, he's got a catch. I know, we should use that. Isn't that Welcome what was that? Travelocity, is it? That was Alan Wicker, wasn't it? Hello, world, or whatever it was. That's You've got quite an Alan Wicker about you. Lovely... Have I? I have no idea. Alan Wicker. You've got, you've got You're nice... going to say many things during this podcast, I think, and I'm just going to be like, I've no idea what I, you're talking I mean, I just jumped to the Wicker Man from Alan Wicker, which would be an entirely different proposition, so yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. No. Alan Wicker was a, he was a travel correspondent. I think he did it during the war? During the war? A war? Definitely during a war, but um, yeah, he's, he's long gone now, bless him, but he was one of the original, he was like the original like war paling. That is insane. War paling. <laughs> um, but yeah, you've got a chunky knit on. I imagine Alan Wicker might wear a, a chunky knit. You're just drinking your beer. That's fine. We are drinking. We are. Yeah. When Aaron, well, what, what, what are we drinking? We drink. So these are these are gifts that were gifted to me by um, the cleaning management um, person at work because I've just left my current job in the same business, but um, and I was given a, quite a, a substantial amount of beer and sweets. So it's, it's oh. like they know me. <laughs> um, but there was there was four Polish beers that have no. Um, I, I mean, we can't describe them. We could just use unless anyone good at Polish. I, mean, I have no idea. It just says "but" in big letters <laughs> and some other letters. Does that you say "beer" in Polish? But. Maybe. But a walnidge boha. Mm. It's got a lot of smell to it. it uh, oh wow! Got a lot of that taste. Is, to it. Oh yeah, that is like that is. Does it taste like the, what the label? Yeah, I mean the label has got what I can describe as the wacky backy kind of looking on it. But I think that it's, just, it's really, that's really floral. That's got a lot to it, to be fair. I thought we would just get a basic beer, but that's, that's cool. I like that. I mean, I don't know if I'm drinking them all night, but that's, <laughs> I mean, we're not going to be, but um, yeah, we're going to do a lot of beer chat over the next couple of podcasts. Um, probably the most specific reason that Aaron's here because Aaron's the most beer orientated or IPA orientated person that I know on the planet. I think. Am I? <laughs> that is, that is. I have come far then from my beginnings. You have. <laughs> so let's just tap on those beginnings then. So, hey, so when we, oh, <laughs> when we, uh, I didn't even mean to do that. that uh, when we, I shouldn't have said it. Oh no. <laughs> uh, when we first met, you did you only drink wine and gin and tonic when we first met? Well, I think? cocktails. Cocktails, wine, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I went on a bit of a journey since then. Yeah. Uh, quite a long journey uh, with beer. It, it's a thing with me. I tend to I tend to not like something maybe, and then then I like something, and then I become obsessed about that thing. <laughs> and uh, with beer, and sometimes it dies back. With with wine, I had this thing where it was a little little while I liked what, and I still do like wine, but I don't really. Mm. Go out looking for wine or mm. with beer. Uh, my friend James uh, introduced me to beer, uh, proper beer, not not rubbish lagery type stuff. And then I've just gone on 
gone from strength to strength, you might say, on my beer journey. Uh, you probably have. That is, and you don't like. Well, it's going to say what eleven percent. I mean, this might. Oh. This is probably going to be. This is probably on your borderline of rule, isn't it? Really, yeah, I, I, like five yeah. percent. I think you'd be quite angry below that. So we do have a couple of four percent as well, a cherry ale. I've got a little here, so. something, something for later. Oh. How exciting. Yeah, just going to rock the boat. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Sounds threatening. <laughs> <laughs> it does, but I'm also excited about that, so it's fine. Uh, I, we... uh, this tastes a bit like I'm like when my next-door neighbour is outside. I don't want to incriminate my next-door next neighbour here, but this kind of tastes like it smells. What's your address? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, we have a similar situation, and I'm inclined to agree. <laughs> Oh, do do we? I I think we probably do. Does everybody? I think everybody does. Mm. Probably. There is a lot of, lot of weed in this town. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it used to be harder drugs in this town, but they seem to have cramped down now, and it's more like, you know... The guy guy next door gets it delivered. Oh, really? It's like Deliveroo. Oh, wow. Like, genuinely. Wow. Okay. That's not allowed, is it? No. <laughs> you know, we've got the neighbourhood watch signs, but I've no idea who they are yeah. or what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they're watching nothing. Maybe they're brewed uh, next yeah, door. Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm very tempted to drag, drag politics and the lack of local local policing into it, but I won't. I won't. Uh, no, there's, there's, not not there's not enough time. There's not enough time for that. But maybe, maybe, to one, maybe after a few buzz. That I, think, is maybe... I think Chris is familiar with my series two. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna shut this pod down. Get, get you back on series two. <laughs> is it LAPD cop? Like, isn't that's a game of the PS One where you're just like going around in like a mechanism, just blowing people's like heads off or something in the future? That's what I imagine Aaron's gonna do. Like at some point, like as in you well, know, like he's gonna become Judge Dredd. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, Judge Dredd. Like drinking your IPAs and you know stopping people. You're the law. You <laughs> sir, you ate your dinner without a knife, just a fork. Heads off. I I would pay good money to see the. Aaron Heffron my, version of Judge Dredd yeah. I, I, I would love that <laughs> my six year old is screwed if that's the, like, the line you're going on here because trying to get him to eat with a knife and he's just there shoving it on with a hand onto his fork and I'm like oh, can we just stop and he's like no no this is the system I'm like, so don't come round at dinner time to our house because he'll probably blow his head off uh, so um, speaking of my house um, and go back on to uh, gaming and a little bit of retro gaming um we had a little bit of it well i can't I, I call it a faux pas i don't know I, I don't i probably never the right thing to call it in my head it's a faux pas uh where recently it was my little boy rowan's second birthday and we bought him some pull back and go mario kart luigi and mario uh toys and i was talking about him sharing it with his brother oscar and i said oh share them like you know, you're both brothers, share them, because they're both brothers. That is in trying to be nice and getting to share, which they did. And then Sai, out of nowhere, went, oh, they're the Mario brothers. Like, Luigi and Mario are brothers. And I was like, oh. oh yeah. and, and she's like, what? And she's like, what's then? And then we got onto the conversation of, oh, it's called Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. And I was like, that's a, that was, like, and that's why they called the Mario brothers. But then it went further in the day. So we, it was Rowan's birthday and... Sally's sister uh, Jenny came round and we were talking and we were talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie and then I, I specifically stated the Super Mario Brothers movie. Jenny then went, 
is that the Sonic and the Hedgehog movie? <laughs> I went, no. And then Sally recounted the story about the brother's mishap in the morning. <laughs> Jenny then went, a Sonic and Mario brothers? And I was like, oh, here I am doing a gaming podcast and this is what, this is the environment I live in. Like, <laughs> like oh, so yeah, I might need well, some of that. It's your mission to fix Fix this. Fix, yeah, fix, fix them. Some kind of family tree. I don't yeah. think they want to be fixed. I don't think they can be, and I don't think they want to be. So, and that's fair. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, it takes all you know, all shapes and sizes and people in the, in the earth. And I'm married to one of them. So anyway, <laughs> so that was my little you know retro gaming opening bit. We should probably say what we're doing this week on the pod, shouldn't we? Probably should. Yeah, I was going to segue from mindless violence, um, but you know, we're can. here now. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll, I will backtrack. And talking of mindless violence, uh, I've got, and I had to bring it with me because I couldn't remember the title, Earth Defense Force 2, Invaders from Planet Space. Okay. I need to give that more pizzazz. Invaders from Planet Space! There we go. Two. <laughs> no, wait, oh, is that... Yeah, two, two's earlier in the title than that. Uh, but, yeah. Um, sh- do you want me to wade in, or do you want to celebrate what you've been playing? Um, I, I'll, 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 I'll let you wade in, Shall but I just in? wanted to say, I guess we're doing a bit of an... An Earth, a planet defense week, a, co- I mean, a combat I, defense I week. Wasn't even going to bother trying to put a theme oh, on it, but, but here we are. I, um, I I think that we have a difference of opinion when it comes to our podcast. You're oh, not bothered about the theme. I can't be bothered. And I, <laughs> <laughs> well, in general, yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. I wouldn't be doing it if I did have to do it in my spare room. <laughs> It's only because you make me do it. You come round. I have to rearrange the bloody room. I'm working here. <laughs> do you do that for me? It's very kind of you. I move a table. <laughs> I carried a watermelon. I move the table. Uh, yeah, so I try and theme the podcasts, and this is a combat, a combat defence week podcast, yeah, Rich. Probably. Yep, sure. So uh, I'm going to be looking at Ace Combat X, Skies of Deception. Skies of Deception! Nice, well taken. <laughs> Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about our, our favourite combat defences in media amongst some beer chat. Uh, and Aaron, you're going to wade in a little bit on those towards the end, aren't you? So, yes. And you're also welcome to wade in You know, when we're talking about the games as well. I shall, I shall. Yours is planes, isn't it? So, Mine is planes, yeah. yeah you, so you, know know planes. Planes, yeah. you know planes. You know planes. <laughs> You've flown a plane. Well, I have flown a plane, yeah. So maybe, yeah, you know. It's different ones, actually. Yeah, oh, well... Well, yeah, more than one of the same type, I should tell Right, you. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And gliders, so I suppose you could say two. Yeah, that's cool. What did, you, what did you prefer, a plane or a glider? I actually prefer gliding. Uh, that, yeah. Yeah. Was it like... Falling with style. Yeah, so was it less stressful than yes. a... Yes. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I think parts. probably gliding, I was I was young when I did that. I was I was full of, you know, beans and I was... I was Fearless. Yes. Full of buff. And, the, and then when I was in the RAF, it was obviously a job. Yeah, yeah. And it was very high pressure because, you know, it was what you, you know, were... strikes and you failed, <laughs> um, which, I, which I did. Uh, so... Here I am. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd probably be some wing commander by now. Uh, you know, <laughs> this what could have been with an office with a dog because that's the privilege you get when you. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. That is, yeah. yeah, they don't give you the dog, but you're allowed oh. to have a dog in your office. It's like a thing. I mean, you can always have more burr. Uh, the bird is is growing on. It's me. all right, actually. Isn't <laughs> it's, it? I'm, I'm fine not, with it. It's not awful. It's. Like, At least it has something about it, which is the taste of weed. It has some character. <laughs> yes. Is that how mind-altering chemicals work? They slowly... <laughs> just, just get to you. 
I, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to lose any sleep if I never drink this ever again. Um, <laughs> you, but, you might, though. You, know, you never know that. I, mean, like. yeah, I suppose, yeah. I suddenly get all paranoid. <laughs> the first sip, I might have gone, oh, this is, you know, in the twos. Yeah, it's creeping up the scale. It's creeping up the scale because it's got something... It's, it's distinct. I'll give it that. It's distinct. Mm. I mean, you know, we we do need to rank your beers for your untapped oh, app, yeah. but we'll talk a little bit more about that on next week's slash yeah, in about week, seventy yeah. minutes podcast. Um, <laughs> but you know, because we want to go into a little bit more detail about yeah. the beers and things. Um, but certainly, we do like to put arbitrary scores on things, so we do need to remember what they're going to be on these initial first beers. Yeah, I haven't got a pen. I know, I'll write that down in right. my notes. Oh, yeah, you got it? <laughs> Sorry. Just, otherwise, I'll forget. This is Rich really... has two, he has like seven pads, notepads. There's going to be one have... podcast just redone oh on your pads. Oh, my goodness. That is a, that is a lot of notes. Is that, well, be, is that just beer notes? No, it's just different notes. General things. notes. You've got a list yeah. of wines, you've got a list of sous vide recipes, you've got... Uh, Beers with a note of shots. notes. <laughs> takeaways, good takeaways. Coffee, good coffee. Cooking with Aaron, that's give me cooking Give me one good takeaway and one good coffee. No explanation. I want our listeners to benefit from this. Even you guys who are listening in America, you know, I just you, okay, you might so... come you might come to Leeds for a takeaway one time. No, you know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you uh, can fly in, can't I mean, you? The takeaways are quite brief, but it does say good Italian mm. Ceriso in Adel. Adel? It's, yeah, well, yeah. it's Adel. It depends who you talk to, I guess. Adel, isn't it? Yeah. Cerezo, Adele. Adele? It says here their website, the not Just Eat. So I think okay. there are yeah. some to avoid, but I won't. I feel that would be rude to, to uh, yeah. avoid list. Yeah, we, well, uh, yeah, I mean, you can do if you want to. Again, no, no, want, not many people listen to this. I don't think there's going to be a mass boycott <laughs> oh, of this right, restaurant. Right, I think it's probably fine. We're probably allowed to have a little bit of sass on our pod, so... You can hang on to it for now, but if you want to slip it in the last 15 seconds of the park, you're like, don't ever fucking go here. <laughs> Done. <laughs> the most hated takeaway. There's all, all kinds of things on here. You've got, yeah, so you've got that. I've, I've, oh, I've got a note just saying next door uh, with the names of the people who live. <laughs> In fairness, that's not a bad idea. Because, <laughs> because I kept forgetting it. it was, yeah, it's getting some point. That's fair. Well, yeah. I, I, I can't ask again. Welcome to <laughs> Living the Vita Loca, a retro-noting <laughs> podcast for all your retro-noting needs. <laughs> we will know who... Don't say their names, though, because we've already... No, no. You may incriminate them yeah, further. So. The same thing at school. There was a nice lady who works in the kitchen, does great Thai food. She's a nice Thai lady that works in the kitchen at the school. Yeah. She does great Thai food in our... In our sorry. I work in a school just in case uh, this is that. getting don't it's there's too many details now <laughs> like, you live here these people are called yeah, this how much identifying information <laughs> I, I couldn't remember the title <laughs> so right. I wrote it down, yeah, down in my notes and now I know it uh, you see with me it's very much write something down yeah. much more likely to remember it oh, that makes sense because the act of think of writing it down actually yeah that's yeah. fair enough yeah. learning we've talked about learning games before and you know learning notes write them down yeah, cool. So speaking of notes then, Rich, yeah. let's plough through yours let's on Earth my... Defence 2. Uh, what is it called? Invaders from Planet Space. I mean, that is, you know, it's a classy it name. It is a heck of a title. I think I screwed up in our Instagram post and put the yep. first Earth, Earth Defence game, Force game, that was out on the Vita. Uh, 2017? Yeah, so ignore that, the people that look at our Instagram. So, fun fact, I think this came out first. 
Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've still got my terrible cough, by the way, so sorry. Just let everyone know. So, um, <coughs> yeah, I think um, the the naming and numbering is a little bit all over the shop with, with the series. Um, this, I think, is a port of a PS2 game. Um, okay. That went by another name like it was one of those weird ones where it was called something else in japan and called something different over here so i think like over here it was like global defense force or something mm. like that um but like it's it probably leans into like b-movie camp um and you are a futuristic sci-fi soldier one of three classes going around shooting bugs and robots mm-hmm. um in like That's important it's very it's a ta- important, that's a important you know, task. As, a, as a sort of safety orientated task. It, it is an important one. Um, what what classes? You tell us the three. So one of them's a soldier. Makes um, sense. One of them is a woman who seems to have some kind of plasma powered jump pack and a lot of laser weapons. So I played as her quite a lot because Sounds like a soldier. It does. There's a degree of overlap. Yeah. Um, and then the other one seems to do some kind of support stuff, and I think can call in airstrikes and occasionally shoot things. Which, again, for those of you who are paying attention, also kind of sounds like a soldier. Um, and forward air controller. Forward air controller. There yeah. You go. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, a fuck. A fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you, the, the kind of, the big draw with this is that even though it's on like a, a dinky little handheld, it's still like hordes of bugs and mm. big stompy robots and stuff like that and destructible buildings and things like that. Oh, so cool. it's, it's, it's kind of impressive in a way, like the scale of it is impressive. Um, but it gets very, very repetitive, very, very quickly. Mm. Um, and that, that's kind of the crux of the problem. So like I hit a bit of a difficulty spike early on. I was playing on normal, got a handful of missions in, and I, I really don't mean many, um, and then switched it down to easy. And as of coming up here to record this, I had, according to the the counter for the complete number of missions and the fact that you have to do each of those missions on five difficulty levels, oh. <laughs> I have completed about 2% of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so obviously there's a bunch of stuff that potentially I've missed. However, considering, like, I think there's maybe about 70 missions and like five difficulty levels. It expects you to replay them yeah. and yeah. it expects you to like the draw is either playing multiplayer and just having a fun time with it, doing fun things or just going in and getting different weapons and improving your soldiers health and stuff like that. So it is, fundamentally repetitive. Yeah. And like there's there are some fun weapons in there. One of them's like a laser blender. You know, like it's short range, it spins around a lot and everything just sort of falls over in front of you. Um which which is good fun. But like it's it's janky when you're moving around. Like especially with if you're um you know using the jump pack and stuff like that, you'll sometimes end up landing and you'll your character will keep walking at like forty five degrees to the floor and stuff like that right. or like the, the collision detection between the big chunky explosive rocket launcher thing you're using and I don't know the earth <laughs> that you're standing on you know it'll sometimes get a bit confused that big mound of gravitational pull bullshit yeah, yeah. there was one particularly memorable situation where like you, you have this fun scale stuff right where you're in a city 
like at one point you, you're in London and there's a lot of like oh blimey Mary Poppins kind of stuff on the, the radio where is that the aliens doing that no it's the terrible <laughs> terrible voice actors <laughs> apparently the original version didn't have voice acting in the west and they've put it in for this <laughs> but like deliberately made it really really bad because that's kind of the shtick yeah um, and it works um, but you know you have all this fun uh, you know environmental destruction and then there are some maps where you're just on a beach and it's just sand and everything's flat or you're in a tunnel mm. and like that's where it starts to get really really dull because it's just like oh the bodies are piling up and I can't shoot past anything mm. <laughs> cool um, and the reason I, I mentioned the jank and then mentioned that is that there was one particular incident where I was in a subway tunnel and I just unlocked this really cool sounding weapon where it was like a grenade that you throw that like summons like lightning bolts yeah. in like a giant cloud and it just takes stuff out and all that kind of stuff I threw it it went through the fucking floor <laughs> and like nothing, nothing oh happened my God. and then I threw another one and this it went through the, the ceiling <laughs> I was like oh for it's the worst thing that happens in a game, isn't it? Where you're like, I have this thing, I need to use it, it's really important, and it's like, oh, it's gone. It's actually just physically disappeared from the game. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. the developer's like... <laughs> like, and So I thought it was me using it wrong, and then I just went outside on a different mission and tried it. It's like, oh, no, no, definitely not user error. <laughs> That's just gone through the map. Um, I'm going to crack open the next beer. Go for it. Cherry ale. Cherry this one. is Kshitschki. Kshitsch. This cherry is ale. I promise, I like a, a cherry. Yeah, like a cherry. yeah but yeah, it's only four percent though, Aaron. I don't know whether or not. I mean, it might be better or worse than the weed piss. Like I was fine with the weed piss, <laughs> which is what I now need to call it. But that's what the magnets for. Yeah, yeah. So the bottle tops don't go anywhere. The Millennium Falcon has many features, and but the magnet for the bottle top on the bottom. Yeah, is is a Millennium Falcon bottle opener. Yeah. By the way, wonderful. Um, right. Talking of vehicles, there yes. are vehicles in this game. Oh, too. nice! Thank you for putting uh, back nice. on track. And uh, they segue. they don't work terribly well because uh. of aforementioned jankiness. Um, <laughs> so you know, but it's nice that they're there. Um, like, <laughs> thanks for coming, vehicles. Yeah, they try. Um, and the, re- do, the reason I'm particularly down on them is that seemingly, and I could be wrong, um, if you are playing as the lady with the jump pack, you can't actually use the vehicles. Um, I can only assume because she can't get in a door or something. Um, uh, that wasn't where I thought you were going to go with that. I thought you were going to say, oh, women driving. Oh, oh give me a little bit of credit. No, not, yeah, I didn't mean you. I just meant, you know, like, as in, you know, it's like, that's what I thought with it being, I guess, almost like, when I look at the artwork on the front of the cover, mm. like, and certainly when I look at Earth Defence Force 2017, um, like many... Um, Many games of this ilk, like, you always find that there's like the woman is always dressed very scantily, like whilst also having a massive jetpack and stuff. And so yeah, I can imagine a world yeah. where it's like, oh well, no, the females can't drive very well either, so let's not put them in the car and you know make their boobs bounce up and down and stuff. Yeah, I mean personally, if I had a jump pack, I wouldn't be wearing a skirt that short. Which, I mean, it's just yeah, like I pop some trousers. Oh yeah, like you know, you do you. Um, but personally yeah I'd I'd go for some jogging bottoms or something Uh, (laughs) and that's why I'm not a cover star of anything (laughs) Anything. (laughs) yeah that one time I I had a shot at being on Jump Packs Weekly I want to buy you a photo shoot so you can be the cover star of something in a set of joggers somewhere (laughs) that'd be great 
Um, Living La Vita Local Weekly. I can't say it. Weekly? That is an idea for a photo shoot, though, isn't it? That, like, what, a me, fashion a, me with a jump pack well, and a pair well, of jogging bottoms? Uh, I, I was just thinking, generally, models with jetpacks. Yes. Because yeah, they are real things now, aren't they? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, and technically. Different, I guess, yeah, you know, yeah. positions in the sky, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Floor, no. <laughs> sure. Position one on the floor. Position two in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking like catalogue model where they're just sort of gazing into middle distance yeah, or pointing yeah, at something. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you just get it from like, I mean, say we've got Argos in our country and it's like, you can imagine it Argos, that is sort of like value by 10% off jetpack and someone's <laughs> just there like, you know, in the sky in two different positions, obviously, you know, wearing joggers. Rich, yeah, that's your yeah. job. Soaring through the sky and position two, dead. <laughs> it's the next, it's the next, it's the future like pole dancing. You, well, jetpacks. Yeah, so instead of being around a pole, you've got, you know, some great control of your jetpack. Makes complete sense to me. Get rid of the pole. The, yeah. the, I mean, everyone's always struggling up a pole when they're pole dancing. Jetpack up it. Yeah. No problem. You need a very big room. Yeah. Big room, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, I imagine there's some big rooms in Vegas. I, I've not really considered the logistics Vegas of Jetpack. Vegas has big Pole rooms, I, I can confirm. There you go. A little plug for, for Vegas, by the way. <laughs> Just... give, us a, give us out of 10 for Vegas. Oh, uh, 9.4. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Loved it. Also very Absolutely specific. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, I don't want to... We don't, do don't like we don't do points, but we're going to let you off with it because, you you know, we're going to... Nine, all right. We're going to have to drill you down to nine. But, you know... Nine. Nine. I mean, that's very good. I was so. very surprised I was by Vegas, I thought, because mm. uh, I don't really gamble or you know, I'm very, very well behaved. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Or, well, yeah. you know, now you're flying jetpacks up poles, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, in miniskirts is what I'm imagining. <laughs> Rich, back to the game. Well, funnily <laughs> enough, I was about to, you know, do a little sort of, um, you know, behind the scenes kind of uh, mention because while all of this uh, this rambling has been going on, I've been checking my notes to see if there's anything else I've got to say. And I, <laughs> I've got nothing. Were we helping you out a little you bit? Were, yeah, you were. You're buying me time. That's, that's why I let you crack on. Um, yeah, I, I think I've genuinely covered most of it. Um, like there are a couple of fun bits where, like you know, you a big sort of Godzilla type monster that you got to fight, or like the bugs suddenly become robots, and then there are different robots, and then there are robots with shields, and then there are robots with bugs, and then there are bugs coming out of the ground, and like it's that kind of escalation as you go. The through. irony being um, that the game's full of bugs. Well, well, yeah, oh, maybe yeah, the grenade yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah the grenade thing definitely counts. <laughs> um, so yeah, like it's. It is fun. Um, is it the most fun I've had with uh, the Vita for a while? No, it's not. Um, will I go back to it again? Yeah, probably at some point. But I, I, I didn't play multiplayer, and I do feel like that is the way you would get a lot of enjoyment mm. out of it, just all enjoying how quietly a bit shit it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's... I know it doesn't sound like it, but it is it's it is fun when it has its moments. It gets very repetitive, so I'll, I'll call it a four out of ten. Like it, okay. it is fun. It is fun um, in in short bursts. Um, I think that sounds like a pretty fair score. To yeah, be honest. Yeah. yeah, much like what you need a short burst with your your Jet laser pack. blender. Thing. Laser yes. blender, what's happened now? The laser blender. <laughs> like, no, you're right. like, you just hold down the trigger and then just wave it around. Yeah, but if you wave around hands. too much for too long, that your energy drains and then you get killed by things spitting acid. I checked out on that sentence. I don't remember like, that just, part of the podcast already. <laughs> That's good, good for the beer. It's like a recipe for... <coughs> a, 
It just sounds like a mistake leaving your laser blender. No, stay long. with the recipe analogy. There's so many puns with the blender. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Speaking of recipes, pour your second beer because I've had a little tap into this cherry ale and it's pretty good actually now don't look at the percentage because you're not a fan of low percentage beers but this is flavoursome yeah this is nice I'm impressed because I've had a lot of cherry beers I'll tell you one I've had a lot of cherry beers Ivona the cleaning manager has done well with this one so Mm. yeah that is nice you know I'd say it's not you know got loads of like you know kick to it but flavour really good okay so, moving on from Ramble to more Ramble, uh, I'm going to talk about Ace Combat X. Skies of Deception! Uh, that sounds nice. like... Uh, oh, that, that was good. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I didn't... Yeah, I need to go back and do a reread on that one at some point, but... Do it again if you like. Skies of Deception! Ooh. Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, me either. Anyway... The end, I didn't like the end. No, I didn't like the end either. A little bit Kermit. Can I try? Go for it. Skies of Deception. That is nice. That is good. You sound like the guy from Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Also, in the room, you're probably the most qualified person to actually say that as well. So, (laughs) good job. Uh, So, um, Ace Combat X, I assume that must be the 10th Ace Combat game, or maybe not, I don't know. Anyway, I am assuming it. And uh, 2006, a Namco Bandai game, uh, and it's very self-important, is how it feels. There's a a blurb at the start start of the game um, on the PSP home screen. I just want to read it out. The power and skill of four aces are put to the test as they battle to become number one. A lone pilot stands against the enemy with the fate of his homeland rest on his shoulders. I don't understand how that even corresponds because at one point it says there's four aces and then there's one. one. I don't really get it. Anyway, it definitely definitely never really makes any any sense that actually that there is four and then one. Um, And then it goes on to review itself. Ace Combat continues to dominate the air combat genre, this time with completely (laughs) original story, all new missions, and a revolutionary game system. So, I'm I'm really... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's useful. It means I don't have to do anything, really. Um, So, can... I'm going to start off with this question and then carry on a bit of a sort of, you know, I guess, monologue after I've sort of put this out here for you guys. Can you really enjoy a game because of its trimmings rather than the actual game itself? What do you mean by tr- so like what? Well, let, let me let me explain, and then maybe you know, and and because I want to I want to sort of say what I really enjoyed about the game and what I didn't necessarily like about the game, um, and it's nearly all very positive, uh, but certainly the more positive parts of it maybe aren't the actual game. Right. <laughs> so, fantastic trailer. On the PSP, the graphics are wonderful for this trailer on this, you know, from this game from 2006. I was very, very impressed. It was like I was almost watching a live action sort of dogfight between jets. And it's only about 30 seconds, but as an introduction to the game, it was brilliant. I couldn't believe it. And I've never played an Ace Combat game before. And I tend to stay away from um, flying combat games because, probably going back to a previous podcast that um, the Star Wars podcast, everything just isn't. X-Wing versus TIE Fighter with a joystick. Yeah. That is in, so I kind of like, I've always, with a controller, I've never really felt the love of fighting combat games in the sky. I, I find that it's not great. 
This was probably an exception to that. Um, I found there was a couple of different types of controls you could have, but the novice controller, which it wasn't necessarily about a, um, I guess, an ease level, but almost a, they got rid of a couple of things you could do mm -hmm. in terms of extra bits that you didn't really need. It was just if you want to be more simulation your your maybe it was something like that was it just, it? Your, yeah, yeah just yeah it was yeah your it was exactly your thank you yeah. very much look this is I what thought, i thought it was going to be another sentence uh, your, your, <laughs> your, your thing no okay. your, that's why like, i brought you in look at this your um and you're out yeah <laughs> and um yeah so it got rid of a, a bit of your and uh that i found that really quite useful um it is you know, Namco, I would say, are known as being like a, a great arcade developer, yeah. and it feels like quite an arcadey sort of. They're time crisis, aren't they? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think so. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, look well at that! Game yeah, yeah, nice. knowledge. Have you been practicing? Oh, Have you no, been... No. Look at you. No. We're like maybe. Sure <laughs> Rich, don't let him stay just. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and the so that was like one part of the game where I was like, oh, this is really good. The controls are really good, and then. The load briefing screens are amazing. Like you feel like you're mm. sat in a briefing room, like is in a, like you know, and it's showing you like you see on a map, and even on the tiny scale of the PSP, like the map you can move around the map, and it shows you where your character is, and then what the targets are. So there could be a base to attack, there could mm. be, and then it'll be like, oh, next there's an incoming four, you know, four jets from this area are coming in to attack you from here, and. The story is really good in the game as well. I'll just skip onto that for a second because you are a country that's been invaded by a larger country and taken over. Um, they've got this massive battleship airship that can uh, occasionally set off these missiles that can take out a whole sort of fleet of aircraft if you're not flying under a certain altitude, which is a pretty cool concept. Um, and also... The cutscenes are seen from the view of a war correspondent who's trying to find out a little bit more about what's going on in the war, so it's not yeah. quite as straightforward as you think it is. Um, and it, it's a cool storyline. And, and you also get a lot of story from the load briefing screens as well. Mm -hmm. So whilst you've still got those cutscenes going on with a war correspondent, you kind of get a lot of story mm. built into these loading screens, if you will, that um, that you can interact with. And I was like, oh, I actually feel like I'm getting ready to be a fighter pilot right now. It was really good. Um, and then also, like, you can review your gameplay. So there's videos of your actual, you know, your oh, mission. Like replays. Uh, yeah, 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 replays. Yeah, like, from different angles, like in the jet, outside the jet and things and stuff. And that made from some hilarious mistakes when I first came <laughs> on it. I was like, right, okay, just increase the speed, increase the acceleration, increase, increase. Oh, I've flown into another plane. Like, it's, like, it's probably a bad first mission. But, you know, like... It, it was great that you could see that. And then also the um, the debrief screen is brilliant. It actually tracks your movement during the level. Oh, and yeah. again, for like a game on the PSP back in 2006, it tracks your movement. So you can actually see, you could watch, sit and watch that for three or four minutes to see, right. you know, your line moving through the sky, you swooping in, you know, when I was doing it right, swooping in and attacking <laughs> the base and then spinning around and sort of going, oh no, I'm lost, oh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, there's some wonderful missions um, where, like I said, I alludes to before, um, you have to fly through canyons and nice, yeah. this big airship is firing cannons from mm. 
um, you know, a few hundred miles away, and it's like, oh, it's going to set off in the atmosphere. You have to get under this altitude in the next mm. 15 seconds, but you're in a canyon area, and also you're attacking things on the ground that are attacking you, and other jets are coming after you. There's a lot going on. Um, I think where the game suffers is because of the fact that there's a lot going on graphically in-game. It's really poor, oh, which right. is funny because in the loading screens, in the trailers and things like that, it's, mm. it's amazing. It's almost like a completely... Ma- like massive juxtaposition where you kind of like you'd expect the game to be mm. performing quite well, but actually it probably looks like rear end PS One graphics, mm. and I was like, oh, that's right. it. It did feel that way, and I was really disappointed with that. Um, but um, there's also after a little while in the game. Sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit here, but I'm just I'm remembering things like, oh, this is good, this mm. is bad. Um, one of the things that I found was really cool, like a mechanism, was that you could pick different critical paths to go down. So um, it'd be like, right, you can go and defend this port from being attacked again. You can go and attack the airbase, or you can go and protect these ground troops, or you can go straight to the centre of the next battle at this other town. But it would tell you what all the ramifications of of those things were. And once you've made your choice, you can't go back on those. So actually you can't play every single mission in the game one time round. You have to replay it, it, which is cool. Um, But like... For example, if you went to protect the ground troops, the airship, which is what I chose to do, the airship would be attacking you. Whereas if you went to attack the airship and disable it for a little while, then it wouldn't turn up for another couple of missions. Uh, right. But you wouldn't have the ground troops to help you out with the next part of the mission. Mm. It's it is really cool. And yeah, again, yeah. It, it just felt like it was so technically well thought out. And mm. the idea of um, grow the, the game growing in different directions and... Um, making you feel really included was I was blown away that this was on a PSP. If I'm going to be honest, mm. it was really fantastic. Um, you know, th- like I said, graphically it struggled in game, um, and also it it did kind of get a bit samey as well. In so much that whilst I was like, oh, this is this is great and stuff, like after after a while, there's only so many um, you know targets you can attack on the ground or. Uh, it would be like a boat, and then that's fine. Okay, that's a boat. Well, and then you attack a, another fighter jet, and then yeah. okay, another fighter jet, and then you attack another building, and it's like they're the same three things, kind of over and over, just in different settings. But yeah. um, you, you, after about four or five missions, I was like, this this is fun, and you know, I know eventually I can attack the airship, and that'll be a bit different. But it it's very much like, I guess. Well, what I'm trying to get at is I enjoy games that where that would be part of a game, not just the whole yeah, of the game. Thing, yeah. You know, that like, isn't so that'd be like, oh, I'm in an army and I'm in, you know, I'm in, you know, the air force, but I actually get to do different mm. facets. I think that it would benefit from having that. Um, but they they were kind of the two drawbacks really. Um, but and the graphics and and sort of a little bit of sameness. But in terms of actually like everything else, and this is what I was trying to get at the start really. Yeah. So the mid the core game can be a little bit boring and a little bit janky to look at, but and and the sounds great as well. The music's really good. It's almost like Ridge Racery kind mm. of like it's like quite futuristic sort of like pop sort of thing in the background yeah. when the briefings yeah. are on and stuff. So you feel like you you're watching a computer and everything. So so everything around the game is one of the best games I think I've ever played. Like it? it was just like you know I was like wow I love. it. I love being in the menu. I love learning about the game. You know, you could buy new aircraft and you can oh, add right. different 
um, different attachments to these aircraft as well. Not, not loads and loads of customizability, customizable things, but uh, <laughs> near enough. <laughs> yeah. But you know, there, there, there was there was plenty of stuff there that made it you know intriguing enough to want to be able to move around um, in, in the menu and change change aircraft. Sometimes I can, mm. I'm really bad at going. That's my stock. You know, that's my stock skater and that's my stock skateboard, mm. and I'm just going to stick on that. Whereas this, it did kind of make you feel like, oh, actually. This aircraft will be better for this mission, so mm. why don't you pick that? Or why don't you buy that with the money you've got from your war bonds or whatever? Mm. So it sounds yeah. quite a lot. It's really funny because one of the things I'm going to mention later, it sounds a lot like a game I'm going to mention. Oh, um, like really a lot of a that's lot called of a what tease. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with an eight out of ten. Ooh. I. And I feel like I'm almost nearly a nine. Um, and I think if it had just been graphically a little bit better, I think it was almost a nine out of ten game. It was it was a really fun, but for a little while. And that's probably just because the game kind of kept repeating itself in a way. Have you? Mm. One you haven't mentioned one thing that I'm interested in with mm. these kind of games mm. is uh, the physics of it. Because yeah. with 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 it being flying and me, you know, obviously having done real flying, I find some of these ace that well, not specifically ace combat, but these kind of games quite frustrating because the physics are just not realistic at all. You know, you try you do a loop and the you don't lose any speed, for example, and then you just mm. kind of keep looping around and and then we, you know, it, it's just really weird. So how did it work? Did it feel realistic in terms of physics? I think that it was probably one of the better ones that I've played right. in terms of physics. Um, it it was regularly reminding me that I was close to the ground and I rarely crashed. It felt like it was being really lenient with me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I probably should have crashed more often than I did. Um, so I think it was a bit... That's why you kind of do get that little bit of an arcade feel where it was like... It felt like it was trying to keep you in the game. And what's um, the view? Is it like... Are you in the cockpit? So that you can have either. You can, oh, you you can, have, have, yeah, can have a first person or I'm third person. Like, so ones where you... Th- the third person view for flying I'm not yeah I, I'd say the first person was probably a bit better yeah um, and, and the the hood um, you know it it was quite clean like there wasn't yeah. a lot going on you kind of had just everything you needed yeah. and I think that they probably understood that the PSP quite a small screen you didn't need too many things on there you just had to do it by feel like this is how fast you feel like you're going and kind of things like that so actually it was quite a clean sort of screen for such a small one um, so, my, yeah. my favourite um, flying game ever because I used to play like proper flight well you might I suppose you might call them proper flight simulators mm. there was an FA-18 Hornet game that I used mm. to have on the and the manual uh, no, no joke was like that thick <laughs> it was and I'm, I'm doing about half an inch <laughs> uh, why am I talking half inches? an inch podcast yeah, inches Slap me in the face right now. Cent- centimeters. Did you have your cherry ale? Oh, yeah, I yeah. just drank it. All oh, right. Okay. So, so that was that was my favourite for ages and ages because it was like to 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 fly this Hornet, you actually actually like set the engines up in the right way, mm. you know. And then when you landed, there was one of the biggest things was carrier landings, and it was like you know you had to get your green light on the. I, mean, I don't mm. know if you're familiar much with how they fly on, land on carriers, but there's like a set of lights. Uh, called the, I think it's called the ball. So they say call the ball. It's like um, if you can see a green light, you're kind of the right level to come in. All right. So okay. like details like that, and you'd have to like lower your flaps and like put your landing gear out and stuff like that. And 
you know, and all your like uh, head up displays and things would actually work like they did in the real plane. Nice. Um, and it, but it was quite hard if you put it on like realistic settings. It was quite hard. You had to mm. remember like the checklists of things of how to fly the plane and stuff like that. And um, and then you'd go off to war and battles, and all the weapons were like. I presume quite similar to how they worked in real life. Like you'd have the the kind of forward infrared camera, for example, and you'd be flying along, and you had to kind of like really kind of like line it up. Like presumably they have to do in real life. It was, mm. and it was real. Like you could get into the complexity of it, like as much as you wanted. Like it wasn't just a case of point and shoot. You know, it was like yeah, this is how they really drop bombs. Like you'd have to like find the thing on your FLIR camera, move a little point around to be on the right bit zoom in make sure they're right and then you know so wow. it was, that was really fun i really enjoyed that but it's not for everyone yeah because a lot of people are just going to want point and click mm. it's interesting isn't it because I, I i wouldn't say struggle with those kind of games but certainly i know like you can get microsoft flight simulator yeah. on a, a game pass and i've kind of loaded it up and went oh i'm Ah, uh, <laughs> it feels like it's going to be hard work for me. Yeah, it's going to be hard work for me. There was that game on the uh, the original Xbox that came with that control that was like you know about <laughs> four foot long, feet and inches. What are we doing? Um, but had like it was um, like a mech game, but the controller was basically the game. And it was like a mech simulator type yeah. thing. So it was kind of like a flight sim, but yeah. you know you're a big stompy robot, and like I, I would love to give that a go. Oh, right, would, okay. But then I think that's because it's that sort of sci-fi spin on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if I can have a crack at your original question about trappings and games, mm. because I think please do like that kind of taps into something that I've quite often felt, and I think that like I think there is definitely something to be said for the trappings and having an influence on on a game. Yeah. Because you know, as someone who likes playing arcade games on a fight stick, mm. you know, like I I would count that in the in the yeah. trappings. Um, and so I've played Ace Combat 7 so okay. Ace Combat X presumably not the 10th I, yeah, I don't know um, because Ace Combat 7 was on the PS4 um, oh, okay. so, yeah that makes sense uh, um, but from you know what Aaron was just saying about flight sims and stuff like that. It's, it sounds like it's very arcadey. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, it's yeah. Like I can see where you're coming from with the kind of Ridge Racer comparisons and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I was playing it with a, a, a flight stick, you know, like yeah. a, a proper one, um, or as proper as you could get on a PS4. <laughs> yeah, well, I, have, <laughs> um, I have one of those for my, oh, my yeah. proper, you know, lots of little. Uh, uh, yeah. And it's it made a difference, like it, it did, because I think if I was just sat there with a standard. PS2, uh, PS4 controller rather, um, playing it, I think it would have felt a bit flat, a, yeah. a bit repetitive, and, and all that kind of stuff. But actually having to sit there and wrestle with a, a big chunk of plastic, mm. I th- did make a difference. And like the presentation was a bit more, um, c- was cinematic, like like you were saying. Mm. But with this one, I actually had like a story. Yeah, I did not care about it one <laughs> jot. Mm. Um, but you know, a lot of the other trappings, like the the briefings and the the debriefs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, did did elevate it a little bit. So I think there's something to be said for it. I don't think it's any replacement for like good solid gameplay. Yeah. And I say that off the back of Earth Defense Force Two, where like I was playing it, it was like I would actually rather be playing something else now. Okay. <laughs> Which for me feels like a cardinal sin when it comes yeah. to games. Well, like, yeah. Absolutely. If you're starting to get actively bored, yeah. like that's that's not good. It's like, what is the point in doing this? Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I don't think any amount of trappings would have completely rescued it. 
but it probably would have helped alleviate it a little bit. Mm. Um, but then I think you know, you know, the way one person defines trappings will probably be completely different to somebody else. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you know, if you put RPG mechanics in it or something like that, and you have that little XP counter going up and the little dopamine hit when it finally levels mm. and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, is that just trappings or is that core gameplay? So you can definitely get into a grey area with it. But yeah. I think there's something to be said for it. I was, I, I mean, with this, I probably went in with the wrong mindset and that's why I came out of it quite pleasantly impressed mm. or surprised. Mm. Um, and I think that's probably because I've not necessarily gelled with these kind of games previously. Um, so, but I would say that also hasn't really painted, like, I'm not like, oh, I'm not overscoring it just because it, I thought it was better than what it was going to be. Yeah. But like things like you just mentioned the, the story in the other Ace Combat game, like in this one, um, it, the genuine was like quite an intriguing story. Like, as in, I didn't expect to suddenly get a. It felt like it was just going to be a flight sim game, and all of a sudden there's a like, cutscene about a war correspondent like doing some sort of like digging into, <laughs> you know, political scenarios. And I was like, oh right, okay, this whole Clancy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it yeah. really was actually. Yeah, it was a bit. It was. It did feel like a bit of a Rainbow Six sort of flying game in a way. So, um, <laughs> they called it Hawks. Didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, right, so we're on to our third little Polish beer of this podcast. Um, you know, what do we think of Cherry Ale? Like, did, I was a, talking about pleasant surprises. It was, it was, it was, that was a pleasant surprise. Not yeah. Bad, yeah, it's not It's not bad. It has got the flavour there, I would say. You just want more booze, isn't it? it? Uh, yeah, especially with the cherry. I want more, more. That was a good noise. I hope that got caught in the pod. Bloopy, good glug. It needs more richness is the wrong word. Not for me, thank you. Ah. Richness is the wrong word for it, but it needs a bit more depth to it to really make it like, oh, this is a great cherry beer. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of cherry flavour because I quite often find it a bit sort of synthetic-y and a bit like it just, you know, it's the kind of thing where you sort of sit there going like, nah, 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 you oh, yeah, like, ah, It does get a bit um, furry in your mouth, cherry, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, really? a little bit. Um, but this like is yeah perfectly perfectly pleasant. Cool. We're on to Ziviek Biale or Biat Biat something I don't know. I'm not. I do no justice that yeah. I can speak quite German quite well, but Polish is a completely different language. Yes. So why would you be able to? I'm going to finish that sentence with that. Um, so do you want to take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about our favourite combat defense moments in media yes sounds wonderful see you in a minute <laughs> it does. all right we're back after that very dramatic interlude that um we felt represented fighting against other Stuff. forces that are trying to mess with our shit and no one's happy about it so um <laughs> Should we and protecting our beers such as this one? Uh, you haven't even tried this yet. I'm the only one that's onto the third beer. So. No, I'm still enjoying my cherry. Just you know, it's, it's good. This all right. Well, we'll maybe soon back around to it. It's it's all right. It's a bit a bit wheaty for richness <laughs> over here. I was sorry, Aaron's wheaty richness. richness. <laughs> <laughs> I was, Aaron said the word richness before, and I really wanted to call you Sir Richness. I don't know. <laughs> I'll take that. Sir Richness yeah, is like Sir Richness. <laughs> I just want that in my life. His royal richness. Richness of Umami. Richness of Umami. So, shall we let our guest go first in this slot? And there's no definitive answers. There's no right or wrong answers. We might even have the same answers in some circumstances. We discussed 
Uh, prior to the pod, we haven't told each other what our answers are yet. We would like to keep our lives exciting and thrilling. And, yeah. you know, one of the things that we can do is by not sharing our secrets. <laughs> uh, and this is one of them. Uh, so, Aaron... Your top three... Oh, it can be... Right, well, actually, what we said was we were going to do a five-minute, weren't we? Like, there's a yeah, yeah. five-minute limit on what you can say. So... Do a timer. It, yeah, yeah, I think it's probably a, a great idea. Because the thing timer. is, you could, you could squeeze in six, maybe, More, yeah. or, or you could squeeze in only one if you just, like, start talking and... Well, I did pick three, because... Gabble on, it, it, right. It sounded like it was going to be quite, you know... Rigid. I, well, well, yeah. I mean, I've got three. I've got two notable mentions, yeah, for example, have, that I'm yeah. just going to have a little nibble at and stuff. So, but then they might already get mentioned anyway. So, you know, right, uh, Rich, you good right. with that timer? I am ready with the timer. So, richness of timing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of timing. <laughs> we timing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Ready. Step. Safety. Earth. So okay. So. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's going to be Star Trek for me, for some of them. Yeah. Because... Um, are you going in order there. here, by the way? I don't want to take up your time. Are you doing like a three, no, two, no, one? No, no, no. Cool. There's, there's okay. top three. Uh, so, I was I was going to go with, I mean, my favourite film ever, First Contact. Um, I was that's But that's just relegated to an honourable mention because there's only a very small battle scene in that. And I was thinking it needs to be kind of really battle scenes. Mm-hmm. So my first my first one up is and I don't the problem is I don't know what episode it is uh really but there's an episode of Deep Space 9 um which uh you know if you if people don't know is uh, Star Trek where there's a basically a, a station and the station is there uh primarily to kind of protect a planet called Bajor and um this uh battle is just it's epic and it's really funny because my first introduction to this battle was when I was at school and there was a physics teacher (laughs) who was a trainee and he showed us this scene as part of a physics lesson really and (laughs) I thought you were going to no say idea. it was like in the playground or something. You just uh, in a forest with a, with a foam sword. I, to this day, I have no idea why he showed this scene in the physics <laughs> lesson. I have no idea what it's about. They rolled out, you know, in the old days where they rolled out the TV. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the trolley. I'm going to say, because I love you, yeah. how long have you taken so far? Uh, you've got three minutes, 25 seconds. All right, okay. Oh my God, right, okay. So anyway... Great. So my introduction, physics, te- physics teacher. Uh, don't think he lasted long. That physics training, actually. No shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's an epic. epic <coughs> laughing does not count in my time. Uh, so epic battle. So it's a big space station, and yep. the, these, and you've never seen it. This is the cool. This is the thing you've never seen it fight before. Right. And these huge pylons just emerge from the space station and then they're firing off photon torpedoes and phasers just going everywhere and there's, there's loads of this massive Jem'Hadar which is the bad aliens and ships coming and there's all phasers just kind of cutting through the ships as they come in it's a massive epic battle and uh, they end up actually uh, losing but it's kind of like a it's kind of like a strategic victory because they buy the time to set this minefield and it just it sticks in my mind because it's just this the first time you actually see the station fighting and it's mm. it's just unreal and all these mm. kind of like weapons you just see the power of it and it shields and things against this massive fleet and it manages That's to cool. hold out yeah, yeah. very similarly the, the next one i want to mention is then more much more recent picard which is a much more recent star trek rich timing uh, two minutes ten um, and yeah. 
you've got uh, this time you've got Starbase One, which is right next to Earth, and there's a huge basically the Borg have taken over the the uh, the fleet, the Starfleet, most of it. And it's a again, it's an epic. So it's got more of like a, a Star Wars feel to it in mm. the way the battle kind of proceeds. But it's just, it's, I really love this idea because the Starbase One is right next to Earth, and there's a massive shield around Earth. Yeah, I, I just love that idea that that one day you know we'll have the technology to actually pop a bubble on it, <laughs> pop a bubble around. Is Elon doing that planet. right now? <laughs> and 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 that I just I just love that. And the Starbase One is kind of obviously critical to this shield. And if Starbase One falls, then basically the planet shield falls. And then there's this bit where the Enterprise, the Enterprise D, reappears. Oh, uh, spoiler! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it, you see it kind of flying into a Borg cube, but this Borg cube is clearly massive. And um, it's just doing this nimble kind of. And you've never seen the Enterprise One do that before. One minute remaining. <laughs> You've never seen the Enterprise do that before because it's like it, it, normally it's kind of this hulk of a thing, and it's kind of. But you realise actually it's in space; it can be pretty nimble, mm. and it flies into it, and it's just a great scene. Uh, and then my last one uh, is Wing Commander nice. from yeah, yeah, the yeah, Amiga, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Which uh, basically I say because I've only got what thirty-five seconds. Thirty-five nostalgia. Basically everything that. <laughs> That Chris said about the the Ace Combat with the trappings and the cinema cinematography, you felt in Wing Commander like you were part of a film. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the story, I was actually hurt because the enemy, one of the enemy guys who's actually on your side for most of the time, turns out to be a traitor. <coughs> and I felt I was like yeah. emotionally hurt by this. <laughs> Uh, but Wing Commander, you know the gameplay. You look back at it now and you're like, oh my Five god, seconds. this is bad. <laughs> But, like, the cin cinematics, all the briefings and everything, just... <laughs> oh, right, okay. Actually, had a noise. That's great. Yeah, okay. I wasn't expecting that. My five, phone's minutes, on five minutes is, is not long for Aaron I talking. Is I, it? I thought you did a really good job. Like, <laughs> you, I was, did, you did well. You I was really well. concerned that the Deep Space Nine thing was running, like, five minutes long. And I was like, oh, actually, in the end, you nipped it in pretty well. Like, Wing Commander probably got a bit short, but, you know. Um, well, like... If we were lovely and, and friends, we would we would let you have, um, you know, a little bit longer. I know we'll mention, but we're not yeah, going to. No, so sorry. no, yeah. So uh, do you want to go next or shall I? Uh, I'll go next. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. yeah okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> what now? <Are> UK. Okay? <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Safer world. Cool. So uh, my, I'm going to go off my with my notable nods to start off with straight and get them out of the way to save them yeah, yeah. save them from being Precious destroyed um, so Starship Troopers um, oh, that's, that's yeah, oh. great you know I guess a defence combat film um, you know the Earth gets hit by a giant asteroid thrown by these bugs and and it's like at the time, it was a maligned film, and it wasn't well-reviewed, and then all of a sudden it became one of the critically best films ever, and everything that was happening in it was happening 20 years later in real life, politi <laughs> politically and everything. And uh, oh, I, I saw it when I was, like, 10 years old, and when it first came out, and, like, my dad let me watch it, and there's, like, so much gore and boobs, and, like, you know, it's just everything you'd want as a sort of, like, 10-year-old. It was really... And I remember thinking at the time, this is a brilliant movie, and it was, like, it had been obviously... It was a bit of a B movie, but actually, I watched it back recently, and it's it's a really good film. That is, in you know, and I definitely recommend anybody to watch it. Um, whilst it's not quite a, def um, I guess, a defense of a planet, 
Aliens is one of my favourite films ever, and the defence sort of um, parts of that film where they're defending against the aliens coming down the vents and things, yeah, and there's not yeah. all, and and you've got the the guns that are running out of bullets, and you can see them on the screens. It's like you've got fifty bullets left and stuff, and then the the sound effects are stunning, mm. and I've never felt so tense in a combat situation. And you know the grunts in that are so mm. fucking funny and so good. It's just like yeah. Brilliant film and also just really great moments in that film as well. Um, so then I'm on to my, I guess, my three. Uh, I, still, I, I had two games in a film in my top three. Um, a game coming at number three, Resistance Fall of Man, 2006. Uh, it was quite well reviewed, quite well liked. It was the first first-person shooter I had on the PS3 and I absolutely... Loved it for that. That isn't so. I remember having a PlayStation 3 at university, and we all used to play, even though you had single player for a long time. You could play online as well, but single player. Um, and everybody used to gather around that because nobody else, that like, it was the first sort of next gen console that we had in the house, and we loved playing on that. Um, you know, it was based in the UK, so it was really, you know, I guess close to home almost. It's like a controversy about the Manchester Cathedral being used, you know, where there's like you're fighting and killing aliens in it. Grim- Grimsby. The fishing <laughs> port, <laughs> the tiny little fishing port in our country that is, is in this film, in the film, sorry, movie, movie? I keep going wrong, game, it feels like a movie, um, and it's really cool, uh, yeah, and I absolutely love that, and the storyline was really great. Um, going into an actual movie, Rogue One, uh, the battle of Scarif at the end, where they're trying to stop, you know, they're trying to get the plans for the Death Star off Scarif, and they're trying to stop it also getting blown up at the same time, and it actually gets blown up. Two Jin Erso uh, and the other chap uh, and or uh, get get blown spoiler get blown up by the Death Star <laughs> and it's just that desperate heroic sort of like you know it's going to end badly and yet it's you you know the whole sort of like motley crew who went to get those plans in the end you know it leads to four five six Star Wars and even if it's a bit on the nose how like they pretty much have the plans being handed to Leia like hey you know like and then a minute later she's like I don't have the plans Darth Vader it's like well you do (laughs) he's just followed you from that planet to here he's definitely a fucking traitor Um, and then finally I'd say number one Halo Reach the end of Halo Reach uh, it's just that ultimate defeat that ends in sort of I guess the original victory it means taking a little bit away from subsequent Halo games being released but Going from having that noble team and noble six and being those guys, yeah. oh, we've got loads of time. Yeah, yeah. You know that Spartan team. Um, the gameplay is utterly amazing, and it's I think it's the definitive Halo really, which is weird enough not having Master Chief in it. But yeah. um, it's the first sort of one where you kind of feel like you're really part of a team, and you get little different abilities and things. The storyline's great, and that final sort of like few minutes where you're fighting and then you start to realize as a gamer i cannot win here like my spartan is about to die and he's done everything he possibly can to get cortana off this planet and to to master chief like unbeknownst to him to you know on the first halo ring mm-hmm. to get that transfer much like the Genoso to lay a sort of thing with the plans for the death star same thing here for the spartans getting cortana off there the ultimate sacrifice you know it, like Armageddon with Bruce Willis, where he's like, "Oh, I'm going to kill myself to save the planet." You know, I, lo- I just love those moments. They're just like you know, the ultimate <laughs> sacrifice to make. Uh, also, as part of an amazing game, Halo Reach. <laughs> <laughs>
Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, right, me and it. Yeah, do you want to hold the timer uh, so, you, so you're right. not like you're not freaking out? <laughs> Fine. Five, four, three, two, one. Save the world. Um, so I'll get the obvious ones out of the way first. Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Um, missile Command and Space Invaders. Ah, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so old school shooting things yeah, falling from the sky. Um, right. Pandemic. Um, the board game. The board game. Yeah. Um, like that was that was fun until the real pandemic. <laughs> until the pandemic. Um, <laughs> So I haven't played that for a long time now, but but you know, once upon a time it was good for a giggle. Um, in a sort of similar vein, but sort of not. I know we've reviewed um, something uh, in the series before, but I've put um, Civilization um, because, like, you know, it's you know, call it six, however many um, civilizations you want. Basically, just trying to beat each other to rule the world. Yeah. So, you know, depending on how you read it... That's really cool. Yeah, like, I like if, I, if I'm playing against Fiona, I very much see my role as saving <laughs> the world <laughs> from her you know, iron rule. Um, so, you know, that's that's good for a giggle. A stretch. stretch. Uh, yeah, a little bit of a stretch. Not as much as this one. I've just... Oh, okay. For my last one, I've just put, does Godzilla count? <laughs> because Godzilla does fight other monsters that are doing kind Which of bad Godzilla? Things. Exactly. That's the thing. Because the original one, it's just like, oh my god, it's this giant stomping monster stomping everything, so we'll try and turn it away and hopefully everything will be okay. But then Godzilla kind of starts defending things as well. So, like, we're defending places from Godzilla... And then Godzilla seems to start to help, and I don't know, more of a you know thought experiment, I guess. Um, for I think for you're an idiot. Things. <laughs> uh, three minutes twenty-five left. <laughs> yeah, um, I misunderstood the brief. <laughs> no, no, I can't. What? Oh, that's so. You shouldn't have went last. You've ruined no, everything. I, I offered. <laughs> You've destroyed the world. What is the net destruction resulting from? You know, Ooh, it, it, nice is action, are his actions? Oh, does Godzilla uh, like prevent more destruction yeah, than, it than it causes? causes. That, that is a very good question. Unfortunately, I've not watched enough of the films to give you an accurate right, well, um, job, job assessment on that. Yeah, we'll consider that one homework. <laughs> I've not seen any of the new Godzillas. No, uh, right. I think I've only actually ever watched the mid nineties is one which is obviously it was I haven't even seen that I've, like, I've watched the like 1950s one uh, <laughs> that was critically panned but is that Matthew Broderick in it it's got probably Jean John Reno I think that is it it's a bit of a weird I, film I like he was way, in everything for a while though. yeah yeah he really I was I like the way that Chris keeps looking at me as as if I might provide some do you know Godzilla <laughs> oh I don't expect any I answers I know of Godzilla I know of Godzilla Godzilla <laughs> Um, That's how they actually say it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I get, I, I get the big blizzard thing. Yeah. Have, I mean, you, yeah, have yeah, you seen? Um, but... Speaking of which, it's very similar. Um, I'm using your minutes here now. Pacific Rim. No. No. That's. No, I really recommend that. That's a. You know, th- these. Uh, I guess these goes you kind of come up from the depths. Kaiju. Thank you, goes you, kaiju. Isn't that, Isn't that a berry? <laughs> <laughs> Goji, Goji is a berry. Goji. Goju is the style of karate I used to do. It means hard soft way. <laughs> These hard soft way come up. I mean, I'm still laughing inside from when you said lower your flaps before. So <laughs> in the hard soft way. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, Kaiju, thank you. See, you must have seen the film. Uh, yeah, and... I've seen the first one. Like, oh yeah, the, oh, you the have 19- seen it then. The 1950s first one. Oh, I meant. Pacific Rim. Oh, right, sorry. Yeah, no. Um, in that case, no. I that, know that, what you're talking about. That's really cool. Like, I know a good just, kaiju when I see it, though. Yeah. Just giant robots, like, as in versus... Kaiju. Kaiju. Nice. Goju. 
<laughs> Hats off to robots. Um, but yeah, that, I definitely recommend that. Idris Elba's really good in that. So I think I've seen both of them. And the second one's okay-ish as well. Um, it, another B-movie that kind of comes out looking pretty good on it, you know. Nice. Um, it seems there's quite a lot of B TV B movies that you'd call that, I guess, that you know, not your AAA or mm, maybe, I mean, like, yeah. it seems to be a couple of AAA games you could kind of claim maybe would be Earth Defense more. I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I feel yeah, like I games. I feel like this? games come off better as combat defense mm. mechanisms mm. than movies do, almost in a way. Like, as in Mars Attacks, for example, is a you know a, a sort mm. of a weird B movie where Pierce Brosnan's head ends up being grafted to a small chihuahua, I believe. Mm-hmm. And whereas, you know, where like talk about like, for example, I don't know, like Halo Reach certainly one of the most dramatic things that I've experienced in gaming. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know I guess um, it's because they can put you in the situation. Yeah, that's what, I guess a film. I was trying to get trickier, somewhere yeah, around yeah, that, yeah. I think. I don't know. That might be the third beer talking, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but oh, these aren't high percentages, so actually there's not a lot of the beer talking right now. What do you think about this third one, Aaron, before we just clock off on this podcast? Just, just a, yeah, it's just a wheat standard. beer, isn't it? Functional beer. It's yeah. is is literally a functional, functional beer. beer. Yeah, and that must make you really angry. It doesn't doesn't make me angry. It, ma- it makes me think... More, I'm going to have more functional uh, beer. This is really going to make me appreciate the, the beer as well. It might not <laughs> the be. Better beer. Yeah. Somebody brewed that. Somebody's somebody, heart yeah, and soul is that. that. It's, a nice it's a perfectly good Actual beer. Polishman's sweat. Yeah, well, hopefully it's not. <laughs> uh, could be. I mean, the first one certainly could be. Someone could definitely well, sweat that God out. God knows what that was. Yeah, <laughs> the old wee piss. Uh, out of the three, your favourite of the Polish beers that I've come to ruin your night with? Actually, weed beer. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's the most unique. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. But I don't know if I... Richie, you're losing hair. Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> don't know what that was. And I guess <laughs> on that note, um, for this podcast, certainly, um, thanks very much for listening. Uh, Sir Richard, don't lose any more hair. I'll try not to. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Very aware that I'm sat looking at two blokes who kind of are. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I think mine's all already gone. I don't. <laughs> you keep a nice little curl going at the side you there. No, I don't like these. Need to go. Mm. These, these desperately. Need you know, to go. you could just you could just shave your head. Oh, I can't do that. Oh really? Do you need to hang on to it? Well, you see, Lucy's said that a few times to me about shaving my head, but I don't know. I like them to be a bit of hair there. Mm. Right. Or maybe it's because I like to do this. Weirdly, I can't you can imagine you with a shaved head. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that without. I, I mean, I'm the same. I'm the same as Rich. I, I've known you. With my fingers, yeah. though. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, fair. it's all right. I don't want to rub my head skin. I mean, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> And on that, bye. Bye. (laughs) Just bye.